0: Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 37 of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me in studio, as usual, is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company a company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want, exactly as they want, across the nation and worldwide since 1993. Steve Tuma. Steve, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great. I just thought you always ask me how I'm doing. I don't think I've ever asked you how you're doing in 37 episodes.
0: Yeah, Isn't well, that cool? You know, the, the the listeners don't know that you just keep me chained to a chair and, and keep on working <laughs> on recording all this stuff. And, yeah. um uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying these podcasts. I do podcasts on other um, other topics, you know, entertainment field and stuff. But I really enjoy these. I learn a lot. I'm interested in architecture, and you know, I'm pretty like you. I've traveled around the world a lot, and and I do observe. You know how other how other cultures not just feel but look what their what their houses and their buildings look like in the history of these places. And when I come on here with you, I I just learn a lot. It's great. I really appreciate that. So I thought uh, for today's show we'd get into just some some general questions regarding uh, panelized home building. Um, so yeah, let's just start with some real basic stuff like. Uh, uh say say a say a landmark customer wants to build a truly unique home what what support does landmark provide um, from the get go
1: Well, we can help in a variety of ways because uniqueness could be in that it's one of the most energy efficient homes mm-hmm. It can also be the building site it can also be the architectural design or features or blendings of of architectural features mm-hmm. and uh and design types so we we are fully capable of doing a typical american ranch home we're fully capable of doing a whole variety of other homes we actually have a customer repeat customer that wants to do one uh like the international style of Mies van der hmm um
0: that's interesting
1: yeah so there there's whole different situations that that come into uh doing that some customers want to do something on the edge of a uh, prairie style we had a bauhaus project come through sometimes people get in a very modern types of design, so we're capable of doing all those details, but what we found is a lot of our customers that do that they kind of get into it themselves. It's their hobby to say, "Hey, I like this," and they understand what it is, so we work with them as a a resource to take their ideas and mold it into you know a set of plans so that they can actually build build a home with. So sure. um yeah, so there's the the technology or energy efficiency side we can help with that. We can help on using a unique building site. we mm-hmm. We're getting more and more people in different rock areas or in in the western areas and the you know those beautiful red rock areas. Um, when I meant rock, when they're building, they're, they're building like on hills, mountains that are granite, granite escarpments. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of different situations, a lot of people building on lakes or just raw prairie land Mm -hmm. where they enjoy the prairie land. So the ability to design something to work in that makes, makes a lot of sense, but I don't want to take away from just the regular city lot as well, because Mm -hmm. that can be unique, and making it unique. It may just be a 50 by a hundred lot, but the way you put a house in there and dress it up and make it enjoyable is, is, is good. So uh, basically how we help is we've got a good set of ears. <laughs> we will listen to what people sure. say and, and kind of take their, their vision and, and put it on paper and run it by them to make sure they're okay. So mm-hmm. um, I guess it's the, the caring one, one of our customers uh, said in a review said the difference is they care
0: wow. so yeah that, that's a good that, testimonial,
1: well isn't that just one word like that or mm-hmm. two words yeah. they care mm-hmm. it, it it was interesting so it's 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 also our desire to go through and be supportive of people that want to go through and and take advantage of uh you, you know the the newer technologies the 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 different ways of designing the different features the different understandings of people's lifestyle so so that a house could be built in a way that, um, they can enjoy it.
0: Sure. Well, let's, let's, uh, go back to, um, architectural features, things like that. And, and how do you guys uh, go about helping someone with a, you know, designing sort of a, a, a specialty sort of, uh, um, house for, for unique sites? Like you were talking about some, some sites are very unique. They're very rocky or they're hilly and, um how do you guys go about that process
1: well let's take a a project that's that's uh we're going to be working on very soon Mm -hmm. they have it's in uh utah in one of those areas where there's it's in southern utah Mm. there's a view every single direction right you know the natural stone rocks terrain different situation that there and not just the natural stone but then the effects of the sunrise and the sunset on the view um so what's interesting is he's got a slow piece of land that's just covered with boulders. Hmm. So if someone figures, well, how are you going to put a slab in there? Well, you're not. <laughs> how are you going to put a basement in there unless you ruin the land? You're not right. So we're actually working and creating like a low impact foundation, pilings piers, um, so that the house can span the rocks and be properly supported. And then the design of the home, kind of one of those boxy, modernistic homes with a slope roof. We're going to position the house for the prime view, but there's going to be views and decks around it. So you can literally be anywhere in the house mm-hmm. and enjoy it. You know, So if the sun's coming up, you might sit in one part of the house. So if the sun's going down, you might choose to sit in another part to take advantage of the view. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do it? You spend a lot of time thinking about it. We've got a good level of knowledge. We have different people that we can access their their knowledge base if there's something unique. The actual structural part, you know, making the house stand up, uh, we we work with our architectural designers, tie them in with uh, geotechnical engineers and also structural engineers to make sure that uh, all this flows and then we can get some organic architecture ideas. So it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that where, where we have, and that's the key. We're kind of one call and we have access to these resources Hmm. to, to get it taken care of. Not all people are going to understand how the geotechnical report affects their, their, their design of their home. Hmm. We, we do, especially in a unique situation like that. So it's, it's uh it's, it's a, Taking time to to sit and listen and understand what someone has, and understand the land instead of just taking an idea of hey how you would build a an Iowa farmhouse and expect it to be in Southern Utah on one of those beautiful sites, right. you, you you've got to you know kind of clear your mind of the idea and understand it. Just as you you wouldn't necessarily put a modernistic pier house house on piers. in in iowa so there there's different uh settings now you could you can do what i just mentioned but different people have different ideas of 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 what they want we're getting more and more people wanting to do modern designs
0: this is something you brought up just now i thought was kind of interesting but you know i'm one of those people that i'm always wary of uh maybe saying something stupid or asking a stupid question because i just don't know and I, uh, you know, it seems to me, I, you guys over at Landmark, there are no stupid questions. You're all about helping people learn the process as they build. I find that really unique and interesting.
1: Well, that that's the the point about it because the the idea of the stupid question is that's really a customer saying, "Help me," mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and that that's the way that 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 we look at it. And amazingly, you know, if we can joke about this, sometimes someone has a stupid question. You sit there and go. How has that never come up in 25 years? (laughs) That's right. You know, and, and you sit there and you go, it's, it's amazing that, that something as simple Mm -hmm. can, 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 can be brought up. And then also times change. Mm -hmm. Just yesterday I was asked Steve, do people still put cat six cable in their houses? Mm. That's the, the ethernet uh, for, for the internet. And I'm like, you know what? Fifteen years ago, it was cool. I I got Cat Five in my house. I'm right. I'm ready to go. But now it's like yeah, you never hear it anymore. You don't. Yeah, it, it's, it's fun. Uh, you know. Before I never he, thought about that. Yeah. So so what was like really cool and leading edge fifteen years ago has been blown away by different technologies mm-hmm. that are faster, quicker, and and overall better. Now there are some people that are still going to want the cabling in there, mm-hmm. but for most home use uh they they don't so suddenly things that were important like connect you know antenna connections for cable boxes and so you know everything's going wireless that's funny so so what what's what's kind of interesting is sometimes that quote stupid question is just really someone's dream to say how do i do this mm-hmm. and one that we hear a lot is steve i don't have five million dollars how do i build my dream home mm-hmm. how do i make it makes sense so let, let's take an example uh, uh, a person he it's in uh, the midwest he's building in the upper peninsula he wanted to build a specific type of retirement home or where he could go fishing watch the green bay packers watch his fireplace look out his windows at, at the lake on his property mm-hmm. and enjoy it we went through a variety of different structural designs for his roof system so that the package costs could get down so he could get the palace he wanted at the budget he wanted, hmm. instead of just saying, "Hey, that design's too expensive." We, you know, I, I went to the back room and you know worked with the structural people on roof designs, so that we can then go through and and create the effect he wanted at a, at a price that his wallet was happy to hear about. Right. So, so that's. Uh, the, the technology a lot of people think technology electronics my tv my stereo my internet connection but there's also technologies for the actual building of of the home mm-hmm. so um uh, I'm, I'm digressing a little of of the the quote stupid question Th- those questions are the ones we kind of enjoy we we uh we have answers for them mm-hmm. and and it's it's helping a customer out that, that's I... that's why people ask it. and and sometimes people ask uh let, let me spin this, uh, not spin it, but put, put it in a different light. Mm-hmm. There's so much bad information out there. Yeah, there you go. That people are asking to say, Steve, I was online and this said this. And then I mm-hmm. watched this TV show and they said that. Mm-hmm. And then my friend at the Fish Fry on Friday told me that. What's up? How does this work? And what we found is that their friends are giving them information based off of their limited experience that may or may not apply to our customer's home. Mm-hmm. So we're able to clear the air so that they understand why it is that their friend's situation may have worked in their situation, but not for their home. Or maybe it does work. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the key element, is to be able to get people the answer so they understand what they're doing.
0: Yeah, it's. I. I it comes down to really... In most situations, there are no stupid questions. You know, it's just, you never know what's going to come out of just conversation. But uh, I find it, I just, uh, you know, we're talking about that was a stupid question, and yet it it wasn't. It's got us thinking now. How long before you don't see any new homes that have a phone jack? <laughs> it's just like. It, isn't that funny?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. You know, until you mention, until I mention this, <laughs> it's kind of like, I never thought of that. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, it's a situation of, you know why? Why does a house evolve to that? And that mm-hmm. brings in, you know, we're we're talking technology, but you rewind, a hundred fifty years. You know, my my relatives way back were were farmers, and mm-hmm. in, in the Midwest, they had like two shirts. Their right. closets are two feet wide and a foot deep, and they didn't even have a coat rod. You know, a hanging rod. They they had a hanger. Mm-hmm. I mean, a hook where you just take a shirt, you put it on there, and you hang it in there. So. It's, it's not just the, the evolution of what's important for people today as far as the technology. Do we need phone jacks? Do we need Ethernet jacks? But what's your closet like? Yeah, Your, your dining room has now turned into a family room, gaming room, uh, home theater mm. in, in many cases. Your window isn't just for letting ventilation and a little light in. It's for sitting back and enjoying a beautiful view. It's mm-hmm. relaxation, mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty interesting.
0: I can imagine 150 years ago that uh, you know getting good cell service was probably pretty
1: hard. That probably was a problem. I, I think that was the can, you know, two cans with a string between it. Yeah. Or or you just open the window and say, hey, Mabel, you have a gallon of milk? Yeah. You know, and hope your voice travels two <laughs> miles to the neighbor. Pretty much. But it's...
0: Uh, well, speaking of technologies, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on uh, all of this new smart home technology and, and how Landmark's been helping people planning uh, house builds like that.
1: Well, the smart technology is amazing. Um, a lot of people think about it as a convenience thing. Mm-hmm. You know, driving up in your driveway and the system knows you're there and it opens a garage door, turns certain lights on, puts the house at a certain temperature and plays your favorite music. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty amazing. Some of these can be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Most people are doing something similar and as owner builders, they're they're kind of toying it at a, at a hobbyist level. But what we're also seeing which is really, really intriguing is it's not just the convenience of saying, Hey, coffee machine, turn on or Hey, what's the weather tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, type of a situation. It's, it's for people that, uh, maybe there's people that have restrictions on how they could move mm-hmm. or they live by themselves or whatever. So they can go through and let's just say someone, um, you know, it's harder for them to to walk. They could just say, Hey, you know, smart home system, lock my front door. Right. You know, so it there's there's the convenience and the fun, and then there's also the reality of of making it uh you know, livable and, and helping people have, have a better life. So mm-hmm. what we're seeing is in, in uh people people generally say, Hey, I need to make it wheelchair friendly or handicap friendly. We we bring some of these ideas together mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, I never thought of that. Right. If 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 my dad's in a wheelchair and he has to crawl out of a wheelchair, and he's living on his own into a bed, and then he forgets, or it's it just going through his mind: Did I lock the front door?
0: Wow! Yeah.
1: Look, look at the effort it is compared to just hey, smart home system, lock my front door. You know, so so that a lot of that is evolving as well. Where we have a few customers uh, dealing with that and in, enjoying it, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing what what can be done today.
0: Mm-hmm. We've talked on past episodes about. You know some of the uh safety features newer things uh that local building departments might be requiring in certain areas and and uh you know I was funny cause I was watching something about seat belts and the development of seat belts, and sixty years ago nobody wore seat belts, and now you know <laughs> these things were all for the better, but people were kind of. You know, disgruntled and, gr- and grumbling about the fact that they had to have seat belts in their car. But uh, can you discuss things like, let's say, fire sprinkler systems and other safety
1: features one might be dealing with in a new home build project? Well, there's a lot of safety features built in that, you know, maybe. 50 forty, fifty, sixty years ago were uncomfortable to people mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, that's weird. Why do I have to have a hallway three feet wide? Mm-hmm. Why does my toilet have to have so much space around it? Why does a window have to be a certain size so I can get out on a fire? You know, at that time it seemed strange and odd and different, even though it might be logical. Mm-hmm. Um but now what's happening is the evolution's getting a little bit deeper. Um because a lot just the way the cities are and the building departments more and more populated places are asking for fire sprinklers. Mm-hmm. And where we first saw them coming in was in unpopulated areas where there weren't fire departments or they were in remote areas where it was just unreasonable to think a fire department's going to get there in time. And then, uh, certain areas, specifically California has mandated it where it's got to be in every single home. Mm-hmm. So we always work to design the home, uh, with that process you know, to make sure that it's designed right. And in the case of fire sprinklers, that's typically designed by a locally licensed designer and installer. So we can work with them to supply all the, you know, the, the plans, CAD files, whatever they would need mm-hmm. to, to properly get it put together. So um, eventually I would think fire sprinklers are extremely common and hopefully never no one ever has to use it, but if they do, uh, they, they, they'd probably be appreciative. Yeah. The point I think that, that you're bringing up is that things change. Things change. People have different understandings of what's normal, what isn't normal, why is the government, big brother, telling me to do this? And some sometimes it sounds a little far out, but sometimes um, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. So we want to make sure the home is built properly, the codes are adhered to, as well as people's desires. Sometimes people look at it as hey, the code is stopping me from doing something. Mm-hmm. It isn't really stopping. We might just have to do it in a different way. Right. You know, so that's that's it. And then another thing is the selective enforcement of building departments. Some building departments have their own ideas of how things need to be done and we're able to work with them uh to, to get it put together. So I think what we're, we're kind of talking about is just, you know, there there's different things that happen for different people. And, I think that's still, I really think
0: that's part of your success, though, is the fact that people don't have to be like in deers in the headlights. Um, you guys are really there to, to kind of shine light on some really, you know, you know, we don't know a lot when we're going into these situations. And I have a company like Landmark to be able to uh, walk us through these things, kind of take our hands, as it were. Is, it's a great service.
1: That's the idea, and we work with them. I would work with them specifically through the whole project so we've got clear and accurate communication. Mm-hmm. We have an understanding of what each of us are doing and what needs to be done so that the uh, the project comes together well. Mm-hmm. That's a key element in this, is the continuity from the beginning of the project all the way through to the end so that everyone's on the same page and has an understanding. And then if the customer ever needs help, there's a relationship there. We just jump right in, get them taken care of, and help move them along mm-hmm.
0: you know we talk on this show a lot about energy efficiency and uh you know when you're planning a new home and planning that aspect of things and and i i think though that it warrants going over it here um, because this is a kind of a broader overview of uh you know generalized questions that might be asked but um you guys at at landmark you really begin with the with designs that are that are energy efficient and and will work best, um, for whatever area the builder happens to be working in. Um, you tell us a little bit about that, about, about where you guys started to get into the knowledge of, you know, how you can build a house to actually save you money. I think that's an interesting
1: topic. Well, it's interesting because not a lot of people think about that. Sure. Yeah. They just think that, hey, their energy bill is going to be this amount of money. It's just a bill. It, they mail a checkout or gets automatically withdrawn, and that that's just a part of life. They don't always look at it as a, as a way to save money down the road. And it's not just saving the money. It's the comfort of the home, mm-hmm. not having drafts having a good temperature so you can sleep and live, uh, the, the way that you would like to. Mm -hmm. So we've, we've always been involved with it, but what's, what's nice is that the building departments are now understanding it. Some of them don't, they ask for it, but a lot of them are, are paying attention to the energy efficiency to make sure that your home is of a certain standard and, and, uh, Therefore, it'll be more comfortable for you to live in. So Mm -hmm. what we're able to do is work with different energy calculations to go out and do the theoretical calculation of how much insulation needs to be in and around your foundation, a floor system, walls, roof systems, different details like that. Ventilation, um, heating, ventilating, air, air conditioning design. We're able to get that put together. We're also able to work with solar systems and different types of... Of heat systems so that someone has an energy efficient home so many customers are actually driving this on their own our customers are interested in doing this right then in some cases it's the building department doing it so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of this nebulous thing because when people look at a house they're generally saying look at that beautiful bathroom look at the fireplace wow i love that kitchen i can't wait to have the first family get together Steve, when's the last time you were at a party and someone said, "Let me tell you about my basement insulation"? <laughs> like never, right?
0: Well, yeah, and only when you're when you're at a party thrown by a bunch of contractors, maybe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? No one, no one really even talks about that, right? You know, so that that's the element that we like to bring into it, so that it's part of the process that we go through and and supply the uh, the energy efficiency. Now, what a lot of these building departments are understanding is it's not just the theoretical calculation. It's making sure it's installed right and the right materials, because a lot of building departments were checking to make sure the plans had the right insulation, but they mm-hmm. weren't inspecting it to make oh. sure it was done right. right. So you want to make sure you've got a knowledgeable contractor, or if you're doing it yourself, mm-hmm. that you are installing it properly. The simple idea... Is if you take the the typical bat fiberglass insulation that you see, it comes in rolls. If you compress that, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It needs to be expanded out as it's designed to be, so that those air spaces between it, you know, help retain the the heat or the cold that you wish to have in your mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. So if someone's going around just taking this insulation and smashing it between the wall studs. They're actually killing the effectiveness of of the insulation, uh, so that that's one of the basic basic situations that that's happened. So a, a lot of the energy calculations we supply come along with mandatory measures that explain to you what to check to make sure that it's it's put together mm-hmm. and installed properly. So that's that's kind of uh, you know the situation. You know we could joke about people losing weight on a treadmill. Having a treadmill doesn't make you lose weight. Us- using it properly along with everything else right. helps you. So it's the same thing with the the building and insulation in a house. Make sure that you have the right insulation, but you also use and install it properly.
0: And then there's also the thing of, of knowing... Which direction um you know to build your house knowing where the sun's coming and maybe the overhangs on your roof exactly are not should be in a certain direction, all of that stuff comes into it and and it's good to have a landmark around to tell tell us where we're making mistakes and where we're gonna blow it, you know
1: <laughs> right, and a lot of states don't require the the calculation to be based on the orientation of the home, mm-hmm. So that could be a tricky thing. So theoretically, let's just say you had a chalet type of design with a big glass wall and a prow, Mm -hmm. you know, big trapezoid windows, big patio doors. Well, if you have that house face North, it's not going to get as much solar gain as if you have that glass wall face South, right? right. That sun going in that glass wall just heats the house up tremendously. Well, in winter, if you're in a colder climate, it's, it's pretty cool, but in summer, it's going to get pretty toasty in there. Mm-hmm. So that's why you know if a customer chooses to go a little deeper we can get into a further analysis in those areas that don't request energy calculations to be based on the orientation of the home. Mm-hmm. We've uh, it can get deep.
0: We've we've talked a lot about, you know, we're talking about design right now and and um you know, energy efficiency and design Let's talk a little bit about, you know, something we, we have touched on in the past, but I'd like to, to dig in a little more here because you're running more and more into, uh, uh, people who want to build houses who don't necessarily need things like, like a dining room. It's not important to them. They have other, other sort of, um, you know, uh, their, their idea of what a, what a good house is doesn't include certain things that 50 years ago, 40 years ago was just normal. But what about people with unique lifestyles? Um, how does Landmark help, you know, people design homes around, you know, let's say people want home offices instead of uh, a dining room. Or they want gaming rooms. Or they, or they want more storage for their bicycles or their canoes or kayaks and things like that. Or they want to build these home theater systems. You guys, uh, you guys seem to be getting pretty savvy about how to uh, make things like that, uh, needs like that, work for, for, you know, different family lifestyles.
1: Right, it's, it's very important. You know, the, the home offices, as more and more people work from home or have retirement jobs or, or technology allows them to, you know, kind of tele- telecommute as such, mm-hmm. the home offices are, are important. Um, sometimes, if it's a simple thing, it's converting a bedroom. Sometimes a room actually becomes a convertible room, mm-hmm. you know, depending upon the size of the home where that home office becomes the guest room. Right, You know, the extra, the extra space. So yes, there, there is a, an evolution going from, you know, just a home being three bedrooms, two baths, dining room, Mm -hmm. kitchen, garage to uh, work spaces, daycare spaces, hobby rooms, Mm -hmm. sewing, quilting, woodworking, um, you know, different hobbies like that. Gaming rooms as, as you bring up. And as I say, some of these, it's not just the configuration of the room it's the insulation around the room you know you, sure, have, yeah. you have a gaming room going on, and someone's got a huge system um It can get pretty loud, so you might want the rest of your home to be there but we we've had other people uh we did a house on uh anderson island and uh off of and, and what in uh Washington state. Mm-hmm it was an oceanfront property and we designed the walkout basement so that they could just bring their kayaks in, slide them right in some spots underneath in the basement. That's everything safe, secure. They could wipe everything down, get changed, Mm -hmm. run upstairs and then get the fireplace going and enjoy, you know, a feast with the family. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had families that have antique car collections. Some of them restore cars. Um, A lot of families that, are into equestrian properties and they want to have a nice home but centered around the horse lifestyle mm-hmm. um we've had people that are into fishing we've had people that are just into coming home from a hard day's work and staring out the biggest window of the nicest view that they've ever seen right so we've we've been able to get a lot of those details uh put together and sometimes you know it might be bigger like a window to take advantage of the view. sometimes it's it's uh the way the kitchen's laid out. Mm-hmm. Do you have an island? Do you have a peninsula? Do you have a table? You know, type of a, a, a scenario. We've had some people that homeschool their kids, so they want a separate little, you know, distinct sure, yeah. school zone. Yeah. Um, you know, as such. So there, there's a... Oh, and then there's also the house that will evolve into something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's as simple as a, uh, a walkout basement that in the future... Will be an in law or some other type of living space or workspace, right? Or home home business type of a, a scenario. So, we 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 like to look at what's happening now, but we also like to look at where the customer thinks they would like their home to be in two years and five years, because sometimes a, a simple design element like that mm-hmm. uh, can can save a lot of money in the long run.
0: That's that's amazing. I mean, it used to be just you buy a house and then you go, well, we're going to turn this room into the office or we're going to turn this room into our den. And now it's people planning. I'm going to make this a home theater. So we need different insulation. We need different types of drywall or whatever. I, I find that fascinating.
1: Right. And it, no one really thinks about it, mm-hmm. you know, but we're there to kind of bring it up at times. If, if the design, <laughs> you know, makes sense. Um, we've had people that have done exercise rooms that are laundry rooms that are home offices mm-hmm. And you look at that and you say, "What are you talking about, Steve?" And it, Well, in <laughs> some of these theories is if someone's works at a desk that's a sit down and stand up desk, mm-hmm. and they say, "Hey, every twenty minutes you should get up and walk, jump on the treadmill. you can still catch up on the news or <laughs> or or keep in the loop or listen to a podcast while, your laundry's going so." They're they're able to get everything done. We're, we're, we've got a project like that in uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, where it makes sense for this particular li- person's lifestyle. They're doing a lot, traveling the world, doing a bunch of stuff. So if the laundry machine is, you know, right there, mm-hmm. it's a lot better than going down two staircases. Yeah, yeah. Which brings something up, something my mom brought up. If all the better, you know, if you have a two-bedroom home or two-story home, three bedrooms on the top level... Why do a lot of people put the laundry in the basement? Mm, there you go. Other than a built-in exercise program, it's not, <laughs> well. it's not exactly the, you know, the slickest situation. So mm-hmm. we're getting a lot more people that are uh requesting washer and dryers to be where the sleeping rooms are and in many cases in the master suite their mm. own set.
0: Yeah. That's fine. You guys are you guys are kind of building Swiss Army knife houses in certain
1: situations. <laughs> it, it it kind of seems it, it kind of seems that that way. It's uh, it, it it is it is kind of neat, but it's the thinking and the understanding of the process that mm-hmm. that that allows us to kind of. Put some things together; those little aha moments.
0: I've seen more and more people doing things like putting elevators in their house. You know, there was I oh, yeah. saw something on YouTube where the guy who had escalators in his house because. His elderly mom moved in and he put in an escalator and he just said it she didn't like to be closed in. She didn't want a uh, an, an elevator, so he put an escalator system in his
1: house. That's crazy. You know the that's weirdest crazy. elevator system that's been in, installed in one of our houses? What's that? It was a family. Um, he was from Germany. She was from America. They, they had an interesting life and they were building in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen the typical elevators that are run by cables or gear systems. How, mm-hmm. However they're put together, they need a certain space. They're generally for one or two people to go up and down. He sent me the system, and we put it in this house. It was amazing. Have you ever seen those tubes when you go to a bank? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that vacuum tube? Yeah. This was like some weird George Jetson <laughs> kind of <laughs> vacuum tube that a person stands in. Wow. And it's just... Whoosh, up and down. It was incredible. Wow. You know, it, it was it was really, really interesting. Now not everyone's gonna do that. <laughs>
0: not everyone's gonna want to get into that. But the point is that's
1: what the customer wanted. We figured out what needed to be done for the right. system to be put there, the power requirements, the spacing requirements, <laughs> any support requirements for it, and now there's a huge vacuum tube that just now bounces suddenly, people up and down his house.
0: Suddenly the guy with the escalator doesn't seem so weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem as cool you know <laughs>
0: That's right. so yeah. anyway yeah let's let's go back to um restricted sites and unique sites how about building on restricted sites and and um uh, explain exactly what a restricted site would be and what do you what do you do about those
1: situations well sometimes there's there's a restriction you know say someone wants to build in a uh in a densely populated area mm hmm and there's only city lots that are 50 by a hundred or 70 by a hundred or whatever there, Mm -hmm. there's restrictions on the physical space, but then sometimes there's also light restrictions. You can't just go through and build a big block house and knock out, you know, stop the the light from going through to your neighbors. Some communities have that. Some communities have light restrictions that your light cannot beam up into the sky so that we there, it doesn't block people's, uh, view of the of the nighttime sky Uh, so and then the obvious one is also just homeowners associations Hmm. so the restrictions can be there pretty much every project is going to have some form of restriction Um, the the key to it is if there's something that's limiting you know access to water driveway access um, terrain legal restrictions setbacks easements different things like that we can work with the family to work on the best design to overcome those issues mm-hmm. and and make something uh make make something happen. We're believers there's always a way to get it done. We just have to take a little time to talk it through, work it out and make sure that it's uh that it's put together properly. Mm-hmm. So uh though those restrictions we we have we flip them into an opportunity mm-hmm. to 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 figure out a way to uh to get something done. We had a customer in uh, New York. They got a great deal on a piece of land later to find out that there was no access because there was a river and because of certain um issues with naturalist and things like that, they couldn't just block this little creek, you know, put a cement driveway across it. Mm-hmm. We had to work with them to design the proper bridge so that well, he right. could get to his land. So that the the water could still flow and whatever animals and, you know, however it affected the ecology was was all taken care of. So that, that's not something that you run across every day. But the point is we did it. We have worked with different people on environmentally sensitive foundations and different areas where wetlands might be affected. Sure. It takes some time, but, you know, th- things can be done. Mm-hmm. It's you, pretty cool.
0: You just mentioned about flipping into a new project let's talk about uh something i'm sure you've dealt with in the past and that's people who are who are actually building to do a, a quick turnaround and that's what they have in mind so let's talk about house flippers and and how landmark maybe can uh can work with with situations like that
1: well the interesting thing that's happened is a lot of people you know after the economic crash had started doing you know renovations you know Sometimes just, you know, repainting them and flipping them or doing whatever work needs to be done. Well, what a lot of those people are finding out is that's a lot of work and it's an unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, you you go by an old house, you, 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 you think you know what's going on. But until you tear a wall apart, you really don't know what's behind it. Mm-hmm. You really don't know what's going on in a foundation. So, sometimes what can happen is those people start realizing that there's an unknown to their profit. Sure. So what we're able to do if someone's wanting to build is work with them. And this also kind of ties into people, you know, working on affordability factors for their own homes. There are certain design elements that add, you know, a lot of features to the home, but don't always cost a lot. So if you're controlling your budget, you may want to take advantage of that. If you're someone that's building for the purpose of flipping, whether it's flipping right away or holding it for the two years as some taxes require. And then selling, we're able to work with the people. And I'll tell you, here's the element: it's a lot of people would say, "Well, isn't a guy doing developing a little different than a guy that's building for his own family?" <laughs> and the way that uh, that Landmark Home and Land Company works is, we're a resource. So that individual that's saying, "Hey, I want to build a home for my family," you know, my family's growing. I'd I'd like your assistance. A lot of those elements also work for the house flippers because they don't have a staff of architects, structural engineers, energy code people, mm-hmm. and they, they need access to the knowledge. So what we're able to do is kind of work with them in the same way and say, hey, if, if, you were, if you're building this home for investment, maybe we want to try a few things. We always do it right. We always want it done per code. We always want it done so it's energy efficiency but we you know sometimes there's different little spins that can be put on on a home for that's intended to be sold compared to a home that's intended to be lived in for sure, yeah. 20 years or so
0: right well that's that's going to wrap it up for this episode this has been great um i've learned a whole lot today i'm i'm always thrilled when that happens um but before we go steve um as always i'm going to give you a chance to let the listeners know how to get a hold of you guys over at Landmark Home and Land Company.
1: Well, the best way, as I as I've said, is the uh the website at lhlc.com. We've got a variety of plans on there. We've got different discussions on how we can help. Uh some videos that people might enjoy. We have uh, these podcasts going back to the original one where people can listen and you know be entertained and also learn something. Mm-hmm. Um we're on YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. You can see some details there, and you can also email me at landmark at lhlc.com. That's the initials of Landmark Home and Land Company, lhlc.com. Or you could give a call at 800-830-9788. Mike will answer the phone and take care of you and, and work through it. If you do get a voicemail, we will always call back right away and get you taken care of. We are very proactive and responsive, and and we're interested in your project to see what we can do to, to help you out and uh, so that you can build the house you want at the right price.
0: Fantastic. Okay, for uh, Steve Toome and myself, thanks once again for listening to the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. Be safe out there, and we will see you next time.
1: Have a great day.